Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is a casual Friday. We do these well on around yes. these parts. Uh, what, what, do you, what are you calling this? A cow jewel this Friday? Is, this is a cow jewel fl- uh, Friday okay. for us because uh, Coach Cow is everywhere this week. And uh, I know a lot of people, they're obviously locked in on NFL football, came back last night. Um, you know, we got college football going on. You're in Columbus, Ohio for the big game on Saturday. So there's yep. a lot of college football talk going on. But Coach Cow, he won the week. He, he dominated this week. They get the number one recruit in the 2022 class. We'll talk about all this, but it, it changes our Friday a little bit because it's going to be tinted toward Kentucky blue, Nick Richards' favorite color. Yeah, I uh, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't been paying that much attention. This tour is killing Who me. Who would? Too. It's the off season. <laughs> I know, but like I, I, I'm trying to stay plugged into everything. I'm watching. I'm watching football. I'm watching the Buccaneers and the uh, the Cowboys last night. And uh, great game. I, you, you're sending me cow links one after another, and I'm watching. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell's going on? In, in uh, in Kentucky. So I'm gonna have you explain um the week that John Calipari had. Uh, mm. well, we'll see where else this goes. I uh. uh you got to let me know what's happening in Columbus. Yeah. You got to give, give me a Columbus update. I've had an interesting couple days here in Columbus, and uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I might talk about it at the end, but uh, we're going to have some fun riffing on a casual Friday coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, I'm going to have Tate explain what's going on in John Calipari's life here in a second. But uh, <laughs> right as we sat down to record, Tate, it's Friday morning um, here. On, it's, it's Friday morning everywhere, actually. It's time everywhere. Time. Yeah, it's Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe not in Europe, but uh, it is. Uh, uh, we, we, I, we sit down to record on a Friday. And uh, as we do, the, the speculation is no more. The, yes. the Big 12 is, in fact, extending invitations to mm. uh, the, the four schools that were rumored to be is there ever an instance where like this doesn't happen by the way because like the rumors start floating and everyone's like pump the brakes we I, and i guess i get why you have to say that but like yeah it's so I mean, at the writing, point, yeah <laughs> at this point it leaked on tuesday you know what i mean like yeah. we were talking and doing a show on tuesday we talked about the big 12 expanding we literally threw out the four teams that had been quote-unquote leaked we joked about it being are we sure if it's leaked it isn't just true and then yeah. not two days later they are saying it is confirmed it is, it confirmed. is real everyone is celebrating ucf byu uh you know they, they, they they've got the tweets out to the world we can talk through all this but the big 12 just got bigger Cincinnati, Houston, uh, all four are, are joining the Big 12. The Big 12 is not dead yet. Uh, Central Florida, I didn't realize this till Kevin Clark, our, our former Ringer colleague, uh, said something about how his dad's a professor and, and he grew up uh, at UCF and he grew up in Orlando and all that. Um, and then I and then he made me look into it. That are, Were you aware that UCF started as a Division three program? And then they went mm. to Division Two, and then they went to Division One AA, and then they went to FBS, and then they went like the 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 come up for UCF is absolutely absurd. They're going to be it's giving me Louisville vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not to say that yeah. Louisville was ever D three, but they they kind of just kept jumping conferences until they get yes. to the ACC. Yeah, yeah, 
You, 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 where does you, UCS going to be playing NFL football in 20 years? I think <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be in the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're playing the Buccaneers on Sundays. Uh, I mean, they did win a national championship. That's they true. Do have, That's they true. do have Blake Bortles. You know, they have a great history. Uh, people forget that Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, and his other son, Jeffrey Jordan, ended up going to UCF. So they have yeah. like a tie to Jordan. So if, eventually they'll have Jordan Brand. Um, right. Yeah. UCF's a great addition, I feel like. What? What uh, I, I mean, all the talk about this stuff is football, obviously, because football's driving everything, and um, we we understand yeah. that, even though we're basketball guys, like we understand that dominoes are falling because we like football. football. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the basketball implications. Like what the the Big Twelve adding these schools, uh, you lose Texas and Oklahoma, you add BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. I said this last week, and I think I believe it. I think I believe it. That's 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 the way sports media works. Is you say a lot of mm. stuff, and then you you go back and and review what you said, and you're like, I don't know how much of that I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I said this last week, and then I thought on it. I stewed on it, Tate, and I think I really believe it. That adding these four, the cumulative of these four, I don't think mm. I don't think uh, any two of these four are better than Texas and Oklahoma's basketball program. But I think the cumulative of BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF as a ba- as basketball schools cumulative <laughs> yes yes uh outweighs texas or maybe not but it's like close like i think the yeah. big 12 from a basketball perspective is is fine Lo- trading texas and oklahoma for these four uh when the dust settles i i still respect the big 12 from a basketball perspective as much as i did uh, before texas and oklahoma stabbed them in the back and joined the sec yeah, I agree with that. And I do feel like Texas, the, the new era of Chris Beard basketball is very SEC based in my mind. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like a nice turning of the page. And now everything in my mind is SEC with Chris Beard. So I let that go. They got to worry about Kansas. If they keep Kansas in the yeah. Big 12 and keep Kansas happy, then I think you're 100% right. They are, you know, they, it, there's the alliance, there's the SEC, and then the Big 12 has one blue blood that kind of keeps things rolling for them when you talk about Kansas. I think there's a chance that, you know, maybe a Memphis or an SMU uh, gets thrown into, you know, depending on what happens with the American, maybe the big 12 tries to add those two programs and you get two more basketball schools, even though SMU can be a football school. We'll see how it all plays out. But in general, if you keep your one blue blood and you stay entrenched in the blue blood game and you have Adidas's top school with Kansas, I think the Big 12 is smooth sailing. All right, the only so, issue that comes up is if your your conference, the Big 10, tries to do some finagling yeah, yeah. and tries to do, and the alliance goes after Kansas. And spoiler alert, uh, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the Big 10's going after Kansas. And, uh, yes. Yeah, and anyone who thinks that the Big 10 doesn't want Kansas because of Kansas football, again, I point to you that the Big Ten Kansas won last week. Yeah, also they Kansas won last, won last week. week, but also yeah, the Big it. Ten added Rutgers for God's sakes, and we're still trying. <laughs> we're still trying to figure out what Rutgers is good at. They're not even good at like like we added Rutgers because they're in New York, quote unquote, and they're literally not in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems like it was one of those things where like Rutgers and St. John's they got confused. They like the red yeah, just kind of blurted yeah. out for them, and they're like, "We got New York's team," and everyone's like, "You did not get the Johnnies. You you, Dude, you got Rutgers." That was always so the the market television markets growing up in uh middle America were like it was very defined where you lived in terms of like a television market. Like like there there wasn't much reach in the Indianapolis television market. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. as soon as you hit cornfield, it's like done, we're done. So like I kind of like could conceptualize um what the Indianapolis market was. Very confusing growing up and hearing about New Jersey being in the New York 
television market and but also new jersey's in the philadelphia television market yeah and neither one of them are in pennsylvania or new york and i was like it my brain was like broken some, it feels was like some little. chicanery you know what i mean yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it does feel like a way for them to be like the number one tv market you know what i mean they it's like kind of gerrymandering they just like change the right, lines right. to add in more you know places to make it number one so like providence i don't know, I don't know what it means providence <laughs> is in the boston market if they want to <laughs> if they to want combine to buy the two the two of them <laughs> Speaking of Boston Market, dude, what happened to those restaurants? Man, they used to be hits. Great mashed <laughs> I potatoes. I love Boston Market back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went so, to a Boston Market in Boston one time, funny enough. It made no <laughs> sense. Wasn't as good. Uh, so let's uh, let's frame it this way. Um, we we obviously believe the ACC and Big, uh, Big Ten are the two best basketball conferences. Um, because By far. We're... we're I don't know. Because we're right. Because we're, we're right. right. Yeah, that's what it is. There you go. Sorry. Um, the Big 12, adding these four, losing Texas and Oklahoma, uh, where would you say – I, I think the Big 12 has been the third best. I think Big East fans would push back, and I know our bosses at Fox would not be happy with me saying that. But, again, I, I report the truth, and, and yeah, I, I just – I call it like I see it. And I think the Big 12 has been <laughs> – No spin I mean, zone. No spin zone. The Big 12 has been slightly better than the Big... Like, we need someone other than Villanova in the Big East to emerge as, like, an actual... Like, Creighton wants to. They want to. They really yeah. want to. Xavier wanted to for a half second. I was like, um, Creighton can't be your number two, though. Creighton's, like, a good yeah. number four, number five. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Big East is close, but I guess I'm asking you, Tate. The Big 12, adding these four, losing Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, if you're taking Big 12 or Big East... Where, where do you fall on this? I'm always going to take Big 12 because Big 12 yeah. has, I mean, Big 12 has the blue blood. They have Kansas. And, you know, the thing that really is upsetting is I felt like Oklahoma and Texas had a basketball identity um, before all of these, you know, pieces fell. You know, Lon Kruger is a basketball guy. I think Oklahoma had a basketball identity. Um, it has nothing to do with the fact that I love Brady Manick now. And that's when I think of Oklahoma basketball. I think of Lonnie and I think of Brady. And then you look at Texas, you have Shaka Smart. There was always when I think promise. of Oklahoma basketball, I think of Brady Manick, <laughs> Trey well, Young, Blake Griffin, no, no, Buddy you Hill. Think of, you, you think of Brady Manick, that's for Wayman sure. Wayman Tisdale. Uh, no, no, no. You think you think of Brady. Uh Doolittle. We love Doolittle too. He's probably my number two on the list. Um, <laughs> but regardless, you know, it was a very basketball, you know, with Lon Kruger and Shaka Smart, I felt like Oklahoma, Texas was basketball minded. And then in this new era, yes, they have Porter Moser. Yes, they have Chris Beard. And yes, they're going to have basketball be um, a part of the conversation, obviously. But they seem like they're just going all in SEC. You know, we're trying to win, you know, football championships. Yeah. We're trying to compete in the SEC. So it's kind of good for the Big 12 to... I mean, obviously, you lose these two powerhouses. It's not going to be great. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to let 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 it lie. You know, let it be. Let let it be. Let it let it be gone. You know what I mean? Don't even think about the fact that Porter Moser could create a powerhouse at Oklahoma or that Chris Beard could yeah. actually put them on the precipice of going to Final Fours over and over. Just get excited about the fact that you have. Wes Miller coming in, the youngest, the winningest coach under 40 in all of college basketball. There's a lot of promise there. Cincinnati's always been a basketball school. So that's that's good news. You know, you, you got things to be excited for. But overall, I feel like the Big 12 is going to stay, you know, consistently in that third spot. Right. And if the alliance gets formed and the Pac-12 gets UCLA back to, to yeah. what we expect and, you know, Arizona, you know, Tommy Lloyd gets Arizona playing at the level we expect them to play. Oregon continues to be who they are with Dana and, you know, maybe Gonzaga 
figures out a way to kind of find their way into the Alliance as a basketball school, as just a basketball school. We'll see how that all plays out. But the Big 12, I think that they just got to hold tight at the bronze spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to dip down below. Just stay there at well, three. Well, they might. I guess, be okay. I, guess as, I, I guess we should say, like, the SEC is is no slouch in basketball anymore, the way it's going. I, the, the SEC is going to be really good this year. And, and yeah. in a name-image-likeness era, in an era of of just like all out war in terms of conference realignment and television rights and all that kind yeah. of stuff, the SEC is uh, not going to go down lightly. And even in the basketball <laughs> realm, like I know they're so football focused, but all of these coaches that like the, the, there's a there's a long long history as everybody knows of of SEC coaches basketball wise doing whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, literally whatever it takes. It just means more down there. Um <laughs> and yeah, adding Texas and Oklahoma is going to be insane for them for for And if you just think about the coaches that are in the SEC, you I mean you look at like a Tom Crean. Tom Crean just had a number 1 pick. He obviously coached Dwayne Wade and he is a, a nobody in this new yeah. SEC. You know what I mean? When you look at and then you look at Will Wade. Will Wade is the number 1 guy who will drop any bag. There's coach Cal obviously in Kentucky, which we're going to talk about them a little bit later. And then like I said, you throw in these two new coaches, Chris Beard, Porter Moser, they're no slouch. Rick Barnes is no slouch. Musselman, uh, Nate Oates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, the list goes on. I mean, they is have Mike a lot White of still at Florida? <laughs> yes, throw him in. <laughs> He's also a coach. We I don't know Mike how much White, longer, but. Remember four years ago, we thought Mike White and Kevin White had this master plan to get Mike White to Duke. I mean, yeah. how, how far has he fallen? You know what oh I mean? My God. Now, now Florida fans want to get rid of him, and there's nowhere to go. His dad retires. Yeah. Come on, Mike White. We need a good yeah. year from you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we've been Mike. Saying, we've been saying that for a while. <laughs> oh, we should mention, too, by the way, talking about the Big 12, it it, it hit me um, that we never once mentioned the name of the Baylor Bears. And yeah. I don't I don't feel like we're alone in that. And uh, it is kind of crazy how – I mean, I get why it happened because Gonzaga was number one all year and was undefeated and then landed Chet Holmgren and – kept it rolling and then they were in the news recently for the wrong reasons i guess with mark, with mark few but uh gonzaga has been talked about a lot this offseason baylor has kind of not like the one the one big baylor story i've seen is mark vital is playing football yeah. now yeah you he's know? on the practice squad of the seahawks yeah exactly and it's 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 wild how that works i mean like i guess that's the the point and i guess like maybe we pivot into talking about john calipari because he's he is the absolute master of this but it is wild how Baylor is th that Baylor team last year is one of the great all-time college basketball teams. I don't care enough yeah. to, to like figure out where they fit in in the <laughs> tiers. Are they are they tier A plus or tier I don't know, but they, they I think they're, were I think they're ten, tier one B, as, yeah. as you know, Andy they, would say. Uh Baylor fans were were screaming it from the 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 rafters all season that that they were every bit as good as Gonzaga, if not better. Um COVID made it weird to me like trying like gonzaga just felt so much more consistent but like i i couldn't fully buy into baylor just because um you know like they almost lost to uh, iowa state at home when they mm. came but they were coming back from a covid break and there's just all, all the all of that it was like hard to get a sense of like how good baylor actually was and whether they could you know how much of it was covid how much of it was like and how much of it was for... Scott Drew? I mean, you know, yeah, what I mean? there was yeah. a lot. Of, there was a lot of us that were still wondering: Is Scott Drew a good coach? Can he right. win the big game? You know, that was and still then, all these questions. Yeah. And then in the tournament, we got our definitive answer, which is that they they were very much better than Gonzaga. I mean, I don't think like if they play ten times, Gonzaga is never going to win. I don't mean it's like that, but like you, you, there, there's no denying how bad Baylor kicked Gonzaga's ass. 
And uh, they solidified themselves in my mind as, as one of the great all-time college basketball teams. And we yeah. just kind of like nodded along. We're like, well, wow, that's pretty crazy. All right. So Gonzaga got Chet Holmgren. That's that's all. What Kentucky's back. Wow. Palo Banchero yeah. at Duke. Coach K's retired. Johnny all right. Back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and we just the, like pivoted away from story. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Big 12 has the defending national champions. I just want to remind <laughs> everybody that. So the same thing happened to Virginia, too, like when they won. It's uh it is fascinating how we how we do that with college basketball. It's like we we just I mean, we we try not to on this show, but you know, it just happens. I don't know. It's it, there's just something about it that um well, John, Calip- it- John Calipari making making videos for Instagram, like it, <laughs> like it's it's cadnet. We can't like turn away and 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 I don't know. It's it, it sucks. It sucks that that's a reality, I guess. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, it's almost what's expected. You know, when you, when you talk about all these brands that are constantly competing to get the headlines, and Scott Drew seems very content to be away from that world. You know what I mean? Scott Drew yeah. does not want to be asked anything about uh, what's happening with Baylor, what's happening with the Baylor brand, what's happening with the Big 12. And, you know, the the one thing that we really got out of the national championship was that he and Mark Few were great friends and that they played pickleball against each other. And then yeah. he basically was, you know getting close to the enemy so that he could slay him in the end. And it was a beautiful play by Scott drew, but that's the only real, you know, that's the only thing that really got us going. When you talk about the conviction around the Baylor bears, and then, you know, you go to the G league and, you know, Mitchell wins the, the summer league championship basically by playing great defense and changing the Sacramento Kings. And it still didn't trickle down to Baylor. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> it, it should right. have like, right. you would think that that would be one-to-one like uh, if that happened with any Kentucky player, or if it happened with if say, let's say Johnny Juzang did go to the G league and then, or um, to summer league and then one summer league, we'd all be talking about Mick Cronin and UCLA and Johnny Juzang and this whole thing, but it hasn't been very one-to-one. And I almost feel like it's purposeful. I feel like Baylor doesn't want yeah. the spotlight that they, they like being kind of off center. And then when it really matters, they show up and win and say, you guys are idiots. We'll That's ideal. By the way, I, I would rather, I would rather be that way. If I was, if I was, yeah. Baylor, if I was Scott Drew, I would rather like how many times have we talked about Scott Drew's legacy? Or talked about like the legacy. I mean, we've of, joked you know, about it, but we have really joked about it. Like it. nobody cares, you know. Like it's not like, like I'm not, I'm not in any conversations with anybody about like, oh, you know, Scott Drew's still young. If he can win a couple more titles, we got to yeah. put him at that, that you know, he's that a, he's second in Jay tier. Wright. Yeah, he's exactly. Second, he's not at the Mount Rushmore, but he's like a second tier college. You know, if he can just get a, no, no one talks about that. And uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's not how it works for everyone else. Like that's, that's like that's Cal's entire life. I guess, I guess that's part of the territory. If you're going to coach at Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and whatever, but like, I, f- I feel like that comes up all the time with Bill Self and John Calipari that they have one title and when are they getting another one? And, and yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And Scott drew, it's like, I, I feel like we're however many months removed from him winning a national title. And it's like, people already forgot that he won a national title. And it, it reminds me too, of what we like to talk about with Billy Donovan all the time where Billy Donovan is like, I thought, <laughs> I thought like something would, there would be a dramatic change in my life after I won two, yeah. shot, two championships. And it didn't really. Yeah, he's, he, it was like pretty much the he same. Said he thought he said he thought he was going to walk into rooms and people were going to go, "Oh my God, there he is, two-time national champion." Yeah, Billy yeah, Donovan. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said and, nobody did that, and that's what I'm thinking about with Scott Drew. Is like nothing really changed. For just like, like no. you and I will just go back to making Scott Drew jokes. Yeah, one way or the other. And, I'm and, this and close as we're talking about him. <laughs> it's so stupid. They're the national champions. They're an unbelievable team last year. They're going to be good yeah. this year too. By the way, I think they're going to yeah. be like a top ten team this year. Yeah, but they're under the radar and no one's talking about them, which is kind of like Kansas. When we talk about the Big Twelve, I mean Kansas has our attention because Kansas reloaded. They they bring in. Can you, you know, imagine Cal- if the roles are reversed? <laughs> if Kansas won a national title and Kansas yeah. like 
brought back, a, uh, not obviously they lost a lot from that national title team, but brought back enough, enough guys from the national title team and uh, had landed a couple transfers, whatever. And then Baylor was a team that like didn't have a great year last year, but like, man, they, they really put the pieces reloaded together for this, yeah. for reloaded for this year. <laughs> Can you imagine going into the season? Like anybody, anybody in their right mind thinking Baylor is going to be better than Kansas. It wouldn't happen, yeah. but Never. it always happens the other way where it's like, <laughs> And Baylor like a, fans are just laughing as we talked yeah, about. I mean, yeah, we, exactly. We, we, we saw a lot of Baylor fans as we were leaving Indianapolis and they were great. And we were talking to them about the season. We were talking about, you know, all the times that they felt like they were getting slighted by all the Gonzaga coverage and yada, yada, yada. And in in reality, they they kind of like we talked, they brushed it off their shoulder. They, they're like, we live in Waco. We, you know, we, we're kind of away from it all. We don't really care what these national yeah. pundits like you and Titus say. And we're like, Hey, we love Baylor. We, 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 we were predicting Baylor the whole time. You know what I, I think mean? you have and, to learn uh, to, I think, <laughs> I think if you're a Baylor fan, you learn to tune out the media anyway, in general, yeah. because like anybody, anytime anyone that is works in quote unquote media is talking about Baylor sports more often than not, it's not for a good reason, you know, yeah. like th- those, yeah, those exactly. are the, those are the things that have been in the the national narratives of Baylor athletics, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, for, for good reason, we should talk about the bad stuff. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but um, there aren't a lot of people in sports media that are lining up to like shower praise on Baylor, you know, yes. for any reason whatsoever. Yes. I mean, and, and, uh, and, and Waco in general, I mean, Waco has, obviously, yeah, know. you know, you know, know. What I mean, like yeah. there's, there's a lot of bad people. So, so maybe if, that's why they don't play the brand game. If I was a fan of Baylor, I would just, you know, I'd probably just get to a point where I was just like, yeah, you know, let them say whatever they want to say. I guess we're still national <laughs> champs pitch. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. it, it, it is official. Um, is, is it official? <laughs> I said it and then I realized it's not official. It is a, they, it, they, it, it's, it's official it's, that they have. They invited yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's official that they've been invited uh, based on their reactions. Uh, and and by they, I mean the schools that were invited, the four schools. It seems like they're obviously going to accept their invites and they're very excited about going to the Big 12. I mean, it, it, the only thing I wanted to ask you is like, what's the ripple effect? Like, what does the American look like? Who does the American target to replace uh, these schools? No. Uh, I mean, or, or is it over? You know it's what over because I mean? Memphis has to get out. I think that's yeah. all the talk in Memphis right now is like we have we must leave right now. We have to get out. We and and if Memphis leaves, what do they have? Wichita State. I mean, like the American I, is a basketball conference. Like I know football yeah. drives everything, but a, 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 the American in football could not be any more irrelevant to me. And I, yeah. I I don't say that as a joke. Like I I who 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 has won? I guess UCF. Other than UCF, I couldn't tell you like who has won anything. What didn't Memphis have one good year in football recently? Yeah, yeah. When, when uh, Fuente was Houston good when Tom Herman was there before I mean, he got yeah, the Texas for, job? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean they've uh, had boy, moments. it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough though. Like it is not a football conference. It's a basketball conference. It it has been since the moment they formed, where they were just like basically the the rejects from the Big East. They're like the non-Catholic schools in the Big East from the Big East blew up. That's like basically where the American came from. And uh, it was a basketball conference in 2014. Yeah. They win the national title with UConn. Yeah. We talked about it. Sean Kilpatrick's at Cincinnati. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they were, they were, uh, um, that Louisville was really good. Louisville's in the American people forget that. Uh, yeah. It is a basketball conference and, and it always will be in my mind. And if Memphis leaves, which they have to, I think if you're Memphis, you're just doing whatever it takes to get out of there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the American goes from here. I, th- I think it's very clearly a mid-major conference now. 
Yeah, but where does I mean where does Memphis go? You know what I mean? The the best place that they could go is obviously the Alliance. Or, you know, like basically if the Big Ten or the ACC decided to to throw them a bone and bring them in, I don't see the ACC doing that. Uh, yeah, I don't really see the Big Ten doing oh, that. Oh, the Big Ten's definitely not doing that. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. the Big Twelve's not doing that now. Obviously, they're not one of the four teams. So if you're Memphis, like what what power conference? SEC's not doing that. Like what power conference can question. you go to, um, to to really fix this unless it's the Pac-12? The Pac-12 is, is the... Is the <laughs> Memphis or the Pac-12? <laughs> yeah, that's who they have to call. That's their first calls of the Pac-12. They're like, oh my God. you guys, you guys lost BYU. We'll be your replacement, dude. Memphis should go independent. I think that's a move too. That's I, a move. I do. I I, I floated that uh, last time we were talking about this stuff with uh, Gonzaga because Gonzaga is is until Gonzaga joins a power conference, that'll always be the 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 from the basketball perspective that will always be the big domino that we're waiting or the big decision or you know the fu- yeah. the, the most fun speculation for me at least. Um, and, and I threw it out there that the idea of Gonzaga, just like going independent, just doing Notre Dame football and like, and, and being the, the one independent, I guess they're not the only, cause I, I think there are others, but th- there are, there are tiny schools. I think that are independent, but, uh, Gonzaga being an independent basketball would be awesome. And now I'm, t- I'm talking myself into Memphis doing the same Me- Memphis, just being like, just going full rogue and like the, 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 the it fits the brand really well. Yeah, Memphis has an us against the world mentality. They they start an alliance with themselves. Like they they put out a press release. <laughs> Finney Hardaway is just like, yes, we will not play Tennessee. We're ever. not we're not interested <laughs> in the SEC. We're not interested in the alliance. We're playing yeah. Bishop Sycamore. We're playing Canadian yep. teams. We're playing yep. the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, and we're crowning ourselves national champions at the end of every year. We're playing every the G year. League Ignite. We're playing yes. the overtime league. <laughs> yes. Our championship is against the Ignite. We are in the G League. Maybe they just joined the G League. They just bumped They joined the G like, League, dude. We are in we're the in, G League. We're, we're, we're playing Oak Hill Academy. And <laughs> uh, quickly, I have an update. This is a, this is a scoop for you. Amani Bates, um, it is confirmed. We joked about this. Amani Bates is on schedule to play one year at Memphis and one year in the G League. It is uh, that wow. is actually what's going to happen because according to my sources, it is to build his brand um, to be able to do both. He will be the first player to play college basketball and to play in the G League. And in fact, the the original plan um, when Oregon, you know, we, we talked about Oregon being in the, the equation. The original plan was for him to play with the G League this year and then to go play with Dior, um, who was a five-star coming into Oregon next year. So the, the original <laughs> plan was to play G League one year, then Oregon one year, but now he's playing Memphis one year, G League one year. It's um, still that's or- the Imani Bates update. Oregon's still on the table and 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 uh yes. in the sense that I could see him transferring at the semester break and just yeah. transferring to Oregon and trying to get eligible immediately. Yeah. And and then going to the G League the next year. He, he's gonna be the first <laughs> he's already the, fir- the the first guy to commit to two schools, put out two <laughs> to I mean, publicly commit to two schools. And then also he's going to go to the G League on top of it. Um, well, yeah. What happens when he's 24 and still in the G League? Do we still like we we just keep giving him credit? We're like, man, Imani Bates is building his game, dude. Like, wait, wait till he gets to the next just level. Wait. He's just gonna wait. just wait. It's gonna be epic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. When I was told that, I laughed. You know what I mean? And then yeah. the person that was telling me was, you know, they were basically like, this is not a joke. You know, this is not something that's funny. You know, this this is this kid's future. This is a great plan. How do you not understand the strategy behind this? And I was like, I think we're too far gone in the brand. Yeah. Game, you know what I mean? That, that, that we're thinking that, like, if he can do both, then his brand is, like, on another level. And I feel like by doing both, you almost hurt your brand. You know what I mean? Like, 
I feel like rhetoric has been lost in this brand building world that we live in. You know what I mean? What is the takeaway if he plays at Memphis, then leaves Memphis to go to the G League? You know, Memphis fans aren't going to be ecstatic. <laughs> or like yeah, you said, if he, I don't know, if he transfers it, to Oregon after one trans- year at Memphis, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, it, I think it just depends on the year he has at Memphis. If he has like a, like, I can't imagine, I, I, and I'm not the one who should be talking about this. Maybe we get Verno back on to give us a perspective. But like, I can't imagine that James Wiseman, he, he's from Tennessee though, right? He was from Memphis because that was, that was why he was ineligible is he relocated yeah. to Memphis. Right? He played for Penny. Was he from Nashville? Was he from yeah. Nashville? Who? Wiseman. Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, I think he played he, there. He, he went from yeah. Nashville to Memphis and like Penny paid for him to move and that's why he was in a, I, yeah. I, I forget, but uh so maybe that makes a difference cuz he's a little bit of a local kid, but um I don't I I don't associate with I don't associate James Wiseman with Memphis basketball. The University no. of Memphis basketball because he you know, he's barely there. He didn't do anything like the team, you know. He's kind of it was a, it was a blip, not a bomb tape as we say yeah. on the show. Uh, so I guess I guess that depending on what happens with the money Bates this year, if Memphis goes to the NIT again, which I do think is possible, by the way. I know yeah. this sounds absurd, and, and Verno has left me out of the room and telling me to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. <laughs> Top in uh, Monty Bates. Well, we have we have as of today, as of uh, what is it, September 10th. We have it's September 10th, 2021. I still have zero evidence that Penny Hardaway is in any way, shape, or form a good basketball coach zero mm-hmm. evidence I'm, mm-hmm. i don't think he's bad per se i don't know the jury's still out like what i've watched from memphis they they, they, they didn't they, they were getting better last year like they were, they were showing signs of um coming like they did win the nit and i know it's easy to make jokes about that but like that's as it's i said when I, do. as yeah. i said when uh we were playing in the nit when i was at ohio state and i told the guys in the locker room i was like you know the only thing worse than winning the nit is losing in the nit so why don't we like actually try and go out there and win and like you know, so it could have been worse. They could have flamed down the first round. Um, yeah. They, they, he, he, but, but, but in general, what I'm, I'm saying is like, we don't have a ton of evidence that Penny is, I, he, he does not command my respect as, as a great basketball mind yet. Maybe he will. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll prove it this year. So I'm saying if Amani, ba- if Memphis doesn't have a good year, you're absolutely right. Amani Bates goes to the G League. I did, I, I don't think that is the brand play. I don't know who is, he, he, he Michigan State fans don't like him, obviously. Memphis yeah. is it. It's so fascinating because, like, I, I'm not the guy. Like, when, when we talk about the brand plays, like, they're definitely not going after me. In fact, I'm almost out of the coveted 18 to 34 year old demographic. I have like, yeah. what am I, nine months now left in it? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they really care what I think. But um, I, I find it so much more refreshing if guys don't like the, the, the best brand play now is because so many guys are so conscious about their brand state. It does feel like the best brand play is to not have a brand. Yeah, like like of course. Those, those are the guys who are the most interesting. The Kawhi Leonard types who yes, like when we were sold on Kawhi when he was in San Antonio before, you know the 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 drama Uncle of, Dennis of place yeah. until, <laughs> before Uncle Dennis came into our lives. Um, that was the appeal of Kawhi Leonard. You're like this guy is nasty at basketball, and I know nothing about him. I want to know so much more. It was a mystique. It was there's an aura yeah. around him. He's like he doesn't do interviews really. He doesn't talk much. I know nothing about this guy, and he's so awesome at basketball. I love him. He's my favorite player. And then yeah. we learned about him, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up in a Drake video. You're like, yeah. oh, my God. Kawhi. Yeah, never what, mind. What, I, what I, is all right. I take it back. Uh, but no, I, I wonder if that, like, I, I feel like that's the move, because especially, who's the kid that was, was there, there's a UCLA kid that's, uh, who was it that I, I saw? I forget the, the headline I saw, that, that started a cryptocurrency. 
No, I didn't see this. This is great. I mean, this is the most LA thing that they could do, Um, especially as Tom Brady is doing crypto ads last night um, during the the NFL opening season. Uh, This is what the world we live in. Jalen Clark, UCLA's Mm. Jalen Clark announces he's creating his own cryptocurrency called (laughs) J-Rock. I mean, I feel like a lot of people that are in the crypto space have no idea what it is, but it sounds provocative and they are and they are 100 percent diving in. And it does seem like a lot of there are a lot of scams with your absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like the people that are creating their coins, they're like, this is the future of digital currency. It's my coin. You know, like I, I blame the people that are buying into that. You know what I mean? Not the creators. I give them a lot of credit for their ingenuity and the fact that they're trying to go for it. But the people that are buying in to say, you know, Dogecoin is going to be the future. That's on you. You know what I mean? I wanna, like if you lose a lot of money, I don't think you should be able to sue anybody. That's on you. I, I really do uh, hope someone is taking all the notes of of these first five or so years of name, image, likeness stuff, of all the absurdities. Because I, I, I think yeah. this is going to be insane to look back on. The, the, the wild west of this stuff and how... Um, it, and it, how it much feels, it changes. It feels like a lot of these quote unquote deals are existing solely for the headline, solely for you, the, the, this headline that a UCLA basketball player started his own cryptocurrency. And it's yeah. an obvious scam. It's obvious. I don't know who it's scamming. Yeah. If, if it's scamming him or if it's scamming the public who's going to buy this or both or all, you know, somebody's I, I don't getting know. scammed. Somebody's getting scammed. I know that much. Um, <laughs> But it's a cool headline, you know. It's a cool yeah, headline yeah. that 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 a guy is start a UCLA basketball player is doing cryptocurrency, and Ohio State yeah. quarterback, a fourth string quarterback, has signed a, over a million dollar car dealership deal, and all this kind of stuff is going on. And uh, yeah, the Clemson and it, the Clemson O line all has at least a hundred thousand uh, dollars in, in ad deals. Apparently, I'm like, where? Who gave it to? <laughs> or did dude, someone just saw, give them a hundred thousand dollars? And that's uh, fine. Matt, Matt Ishbia, the billionaire dude from uh, uh, Michigan State, that was a walk-on for the the, the yeah. 2000 title team. Um, his his dad started like the mortgage company or something. Now he's like in charge of it. He, his dad passed it down to him, and he's a billionaire. Yeah. Michigan State just said they're paying every football player and basketball player, including the walk-ons. They're giving them like Present, a stipend. The yeah, mortgage presented company. by Rocket. Yeah, Rock, Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Is well, Rocket's Dan by- Gilbert, who's a Michigan State guy too. Well, that's, that's what I'm the, saying. That's the, the genius. They have, yeah. They're on both sides of this. They're double dipping. Maybe that's why Izzo, like when, when Imani Bates turned his back on Michigan State, and I was publicly worried about Izzo, um, Fife, I, I saw Fife in uh, Bloomington, and he he – he he kind of talked me off the ledge with this. So he's like, Is Tom's gonna be okay? Don't don't worry about Tom. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. And then I had other people, other Michigan State people reaching out to me and they're like, I promise you, I'm not just saying this, but I promise you, Tom Izzo doesn't care. He's going to be just fine. And I mm. it, they were they were weirdly very confident about all this. That like the game is not passing Tom Izzo by. Don't worry about it. He's just fine. And then we we see this deal announced that, that Matt Ishby is paying literally every football and basketball player. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dan Gilbert also is a Michigan State guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. They, have, they have multiple billionaire mortgage people. <laughs> oh man. So, I, I it's one of those things where like the future of all of this, and that's why Coach K and Roy Williams and you know, you know, Lon Kruger, like a certain group of coaches have decided to bow out of the game. 
But it is it, it is encouraging that Tom Izzo, it seems like he's embraced the game. You know what I mean? Like he knew what was coming. Obviously, Penny has embraced the game because Penny has FedEx involved in their stuff. So you, you almost need like a huge corporation, like you said, a billion dollar corporation to somehow be attached to your program because that's going to help with this brand play and, and the ability to kind of say this is what the lifestyle is if you come to a Michigan State or a Memphis or a Kentucky. And that's what it is. Are you, are you prepared for Jim Nance to um, not give out a tie anymore at the Final Four? But he's, it's some sort of name, image, likeness deal. It's some sort of uh, he, is Jim Nance going to give out a bag of cash to his mm. the, the guy he chooses? Are, are you prepared for Jim Nance to be even more corporate? Is what I'm asking you. Yeah, because it, I think be, it's coming. It, yeah, I think there's a chance that like you know there's the FedEx Cup in the on the PGA Tour. Like when you win the Tour Championship, you win the FedEx Cup. I think there's a like you win the National Championship. Jim Nance gives you his tie, and then also there's a there's a FedEx like envelope, like a big envelope. You know what I mean? And then you open it up, and it's just you know a, a sheet of this is how much money you just got paid from FedEx for the next yeah. fifteen years. Congratulations as a program. Brought to you by FedEx. Uh, that that's. I, in fact, we're so deep in the FedEx. Uh, we had a call. You know, this is this is breaking the fourth wall with our fans. But we had a call with advertisers talking about you know what do we need for the next year for the next season? Who are we trying to target? And I pitched FedEx <laughs> box guy of the week. Um, and Dude, and brought we'll to you by what, brought to you by FedEx. Uh, it, it plays. You know, like just those it, words. Brought to you by I, FedEx. It's a, I don't care how much they pay. Just let us say brought to you by FedEx, so yeah. we can we can have the Memphis conversation every single week, and uh, we're it's happening. I feel like I'm knocking on wood. I'm I'm speaking it into existence. We're getting that FedEx deal. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Come back, and uh, you got to explain John Calipari to me because uh, I, <laughs> I, I I did my best. You've sent me a bunch of text messages, and um, I'm I'm watching them, but I can't tie them all together into a cohesive narrative. So I need you to explain what what the casual Friday. There we go. Let's do it. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Also want to talk about Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report limitations apply. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the rest of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on the latest XPS and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. 
Upgrade today by calling 800 by Dell. Again, that's 800 by Dell. Or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sell. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, Tate, the floor is yours. Um, what What is going on? What is uh, I, I, you're, you're sending me Instagram post of Andre Curbelo yeah. with yawning emojis over top of uh, is it Ty Ty Washington, Damian Collins? Ty Ty Washington, yes, uh, yes. John Calipari's making videos where he's winking at cameras. What What is going on in Lexington? I turn my head for five seconds and, and jump on a plane to come to Columbus and and then. I look up and suddenly you're like, we have to talk. You texted me today. You're like, we have to talk Kentucky. And why? <laughs> Explain to the people why. Well, well, first off, the first thing that John Calipari did this week is he had a press conference where he revealed to the world that he had COVID. Um, and and guess what, guys? It wasn't a game. Um, and uh, so he, he used his platform to let the world know that, one, he had COVID. Two, he had symptoms. And three, it's not a joke. You know what I mean? I don't, he was like, I don't know who's yeah. laughing back there. And nobody was. But, you know, but that, that's that's how that was the approach he took. You know what I mean? Like, it was basically Which like, is a good approach. I mean, like, I, no. I like making fun of Cal, but also, you know, he's he's uh not it's, to stereotype but there probably are a lot of big blue nation that have certain thoughts on on not all no, it, uh, like we're not we're not painting with a broad brush but there probably are some in big blue nation that feel a certain type of way maybe cal's talking this way will help yeah know, you know. no it's good because like if, if you really think about it you know alabama nick saban they're 100 vaccinated on their team you know he's made that a big you know point of conversation lane kiffin Ole Miss, a school that, like you said, if you if you paint if you paint with broad strokes, broad you would say, yeah. yeah, 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 you you would say that you know these two schools probably are not going to be doing that, but in fact they're actually 100. percent So you know you give them the credit. Coach Cal is taking this same approach, but he's also making it personal. He's like, I dealt with this. You don't you don't want no part of this. You know, it's very wild card Dewey Cox Dewey Cox moment. You don't want no part of this. <laughs> um, and 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 it was you know it was a like you said it was a great brand play. I, I liked it from Coach Cow. I'm like nice. He's taking ownership of this, and that leads us into the next moment uh, of glory for UK basketball. They get the number one recruit in 2022. This is their first number one recruit apparently in ten years. Um, and and Anthony Davis was their wait, last wait, number wait. one recruit. Who's the number yeah. one recruit in 2022? What are we doing here? Is it, it like it, it might be in trolled? It, like every time no, I talk so about all these number it, one it, recruits, well, this I thought Amari Bailey was number one at UCLA. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up because I don't understand how this happened. Shadon Sharp, who is going to Kentucky, I mean, was great at the EYBL, shot like 46% from the three-point line, you know, averaged like 23 points a game. I mean, great dribble drive offensive guy for Cal's offense. You know, it makes a lot of sense, but 
he also is listed as number four on some sites. He's listed at number you know three on some sites. But then the re- the way that they reported it, or the way Calipari and Kentucky reported it, he is the number one player in the 2022 class, the first time in 10 years. So then he makes this video of him walking down the hallway of, of all of his accomplishments, right? He's walking in slow-mo. I see yeah, this video. Jim yeah. Cunningham, our producer, loved this video. He's walking down this hallway very slowly. You know, the lights are flashing behind him. You know, they're saying, you know, he did this. He took this many teams to the final four um and the third to the last one which you would think titus right when you make one of these videos the last light that's going to come on right because that's the goal of every team is to to win the national championship so you would think the last light save the best for last yeah exactly 2012 national champions you know national champions that's where we expect we're going to go with this but third to last is when we get 2012 national championship and the last light that he hits us on before he hits us with that wink as you said that 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 Calipari, uh, just all style, um, all gas, no brakes, wink uh, that everyone loves, um, which was very, very hilarious in slow motion. It comes up our last light, three billion dollars in NBA contracts. <laughs> that's that's the final note for Cal that he wants. Like he's to their know. agent, like he's the player's yeah. agent that he's negotiating. <laughs> I I wrote a story when the ringer started the only thing they ever let me write and it was literally like John Calipari is basically an agent for his players like the way he hypes them up and the way that he like talks about negotiating their money and that they got this Nike shoe deal and all this sort of stuff you know I I basically said he was like P. Diddy of college basketball like he's just the hype man he's like "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh bad boy you know what I mean like that that's who he is and this video is like this perfect encapsulation of Cal at some level Um, and it was beautiful and then you know so we get that we get the number one recruit in the country or is he shade on sharp he's going to go play with our guy sky clark who could you know came on our show and yeah. told us he was going to kentucky so shout out to sky so those two guys are in 2022 but then ty ty washington their five-star recruit from this year he goes on instagram live titus and he starts a few that you and i have, have enjoyed katie underwood came on our show uh and talked a little bit about kentucky illinois ty ty washington goes on live there's an illinois fan in the comments you know going at him he says i don't know illinois I don't know who I don't even know who plays on Illinois. He's he's saying Illinois like N O I Z, yeah. which is hilarious. Yeah. Which I think is the most disrespectful thing you can do. Is like I don't it even is. know the I don't even know it how is. To pronounce your school. The subtle um, the subtle mispronunciation is is a great <laughs> great way. Like the the, the best example I yeah. think of is there's a guy that uh, there's a guy named Brett that I know um, from from a few years ago. I, I think I've said this before, but. Uh, I, I didn't like him. Didn't like him one bit, and I would just call him Brent all the time. And it's, yeah. it's stupid, and it, it's not that funny. But like, it you has know, it cut him. It, yeah. it wears, it, it wears on a guy. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. He was, he was taking shots at that. He was you like, know, "This guy calls me Brent one more time. We're gonna go ape shit." Slowly, just slowly, like chipping away at someone. Yeah, you drive someone insane doing that. Um, yeah. So that's what Ty Ty Washington was doing to Illinois. He says, and then he keeps going. He says, we don't even know anybody on Illinois. Oh, yeah. Actually, we know Kofi. And Kofi, and he stops down. He's like, hold up a second. Kofi was supposed to come play with us. So we were about to take your best player. You know, he's like, Mm -hmm. he kind of gets like Mm -hmm. his chest is out. Um and then you and then you find out that according to Illinois fans, Ty Ty Washington was down to Kentucky and Illinois. So you're like, wait a second. So this guy, this guy's on IG Live talking about he doesn't know anybody on Illinois, um, but he also almost committed there. So that's that's strange. He also uh, visited Illinois. Yeah, exactly. And then Curbelo, Andre Curbelo, the point guard for Illinois, obviously sees this video, takes offense because 
he's on the team that Ty Ty Washington, who's a freshman, hasn't played college basketball before, is talking about he doesn't know anybody on that team. Corbello, like you said, puts on his story, like covering his mouth, sneezing because it's so, you know, and then and then puts clown. And then, and then, like you said, it's not just Ty Ty Washington. Uh, it's two Kentucky players there. So then he goes to his next story and corrects himself with an asterisk and says uh, clowns. Um, so Curbelo, uh makes it known how he feels about Kentucky. I think, you know, with Antigua leaving and going to Kentucky, you know, there's a, there's a nice little yeah. brewing rivalry between these two schools. that They, they need to play each other. That's all but I'm what, saying. What, what, what an offseason for Illinois, by the way. Yeah. That, that. They they've positioned that because Hunter Hunter Dickinson in Illinois and Michigan in general in Illinois have yeah. a beef now. And Illinois major beef. Illinois is just swinging at everybody. Illinois yeah. is just like in the streets, just doing helicopters <laughs> with their fists. Illinois yeah. fans are just at all and, times. And, fa- and their fans are out there. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like the fans are in the comments. The fans yeah. are like, they, I mean, they, you should have seen poor Ty Ty Washington. Like all the comments are Illinois people being like, you got paid this amount to go to Kentucky, yada, 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 you know, going at his neck, you know, just saying the, you know, like you said, swinging at everybody. Yeah. And you're like Illinois fans. I love the energy. But calm down, like you know, take it, take a breath. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I like it. Maybe this is. <laughs> but I like it, I guess. I, I guess it depends on what they're if if they're taking the approach like we are better than all of you, and we're gonna just we're we're gonna have that attitude that like Illinois is is a great basketball program, and we're gonna beat your ass, and mm-hmm. and we're we're uh, you know like which I guess it, it it inherently that is how it works when you're talking trash. But there there are ways to talk trash where you're not like saying our team is better than your team you're just like you're just a troll you know and if that's if that's the illinois fan base mindset i respect it i respect it It feels very nc state to me and yeah (laughs) how much i love nc state's fan base so if if that's the if that's the move that they're just gonna you know start beast with everybody and 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 hate everybody and like illinois fans i was saying this because i'm in columbus obviously for the game on saturday football game on saturday um and we're we're doing the tour with charlotte and the people at fox and uh um, I'm, I'm kind of like explaining Ohio state football culture a little bit to, to people that, you know, I don't, I don't know how at this point, I think everyone kind of gets it with Ohio state football, but, uh, I was, I was explaining the hatred for Michigan. Cause like someone pitched an idea where it's like, what if we walked around and asked Ohio state fans, like how they feel about Michigan football. And I was like, yeah. I, I understand why you think that's a cute idea and funny. Cause it's like, it, it might've listed some funny answers, but by and large, this is not a game to, to Ohio State people. Like they, yeah. they legitimately hate me. I, I am convinced that the average Ohio State football fan watches more Michigan football than the average Michigan football fan. They watch them I mean, because they want to hate Michigan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, the whole. It's kinda, I mean, that's like Carolina fans watching Duke lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very it's sadistic, but it's also a great time. If, if you come to a tailgate at, at at by the shoe, there will be a lot of people that set up their their tailgate right outside the shoe, right in the shadow of the stadium. Have no intention of going inside. Do not have tickets. Yeah. Do not want tickets. They want to sit there, <laughs> and they have yeah. like two TVs in their the back of their truck, and one is on the Ohio State football game, and one is on the Michigan football game, and that's how it works. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing this update is because if that's like what Illinois fans become, where they're just they're almost like not even watching Illinois. They're what they're just cheering against Hunter Dickinson of Michigan. Yeah, they're they cheering against Kentucky and Michigan yeah. on the two TVs. They don't even have Illinois. You, on the you go to Champaign, Illinois, on, <laughs> on a random Tuesday night. They're just showing Kentucky and Michigan games, yeah. and the whole bar is just like going nuts. Uh, I love it. You know, like who cares? Pulling for Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I think I it's it. great. I mean, I, I like that Illinois is not afraid of the fire. And it's also at the end of the day, Kofi Coburn, you know, you look at the two teams like Kofi Coburn's the best player. If you, you know, between those two programs right now. So at the end of the day, advantage Kofi Illinois Coburn's this season. Uh, between all three programs, he's better than Hunter Dickinson. He's better than yeah. anyone Kentucky's got. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, so I, th- I think that's where it's, it's coming from, too. But, Illinois. But, yeah. <laughs> but also, Kentucky and Michigan are both better teams than Illinois, I think. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Illinois yeah. was better last year than Michigan was, but uh, and, and Kentucky, they were better than both of them. But um, I think I think Kentucky and Michigan are be better teams. So let let the let the debates commence, you know? Like that's what that's what makes it fun. Just don't involve well, me. Uh, don't get me involved. I don't, I don't well, well, speaking of getting afar. involved, speaking of someone getting involved in this whole process, right? So this is happening. There's a page on Instagram. It's called CBB content. If you don't follow it, it's like where all the fodder is, right? It's like, how old do you think he, the guy that runs this is? Is he 12, 15? 12. <laughs> no doubt. He's 12 years old. And like, I, I don't even follow the page because I'm like, I can't follow a 12 year old. But like, you know, I'll check in and see what's going on. And and in the comments of this, you know, Ty Ty Washington drama is Adam Miller. You know, obviously five star recruit you know, Chicago kid that goes to play for Illinois for one year and then transfers to Will Wade in the bag. He's in the comments and he's like, Illinois fans hate me. I don't even know why. Like I got them a ring, like crying, laughing emoji. I got them a and ring. <laughs> I got them a ring is what he said. I'm not even kidding. It's it's like a hundred comments, Titus, of these Illinois fans just like ruthlessly going at him. And it, no kid deserves this, but like, you know what I mean? Like you, you talked about involving yourself. It's like something's happening over here. Adam Miller should be, you know, out of the way, you know, practicing with Will Wade and his team at LSU. Then he jumps in the comments. And then these Illinois fans who, like you said, they're lit on fire anyway. Uh, their hair is on fire. They are burning. They want to attack anybody. Adam Miller jumps in the comments. And this is like, you know, fresh meat for them. They they are just like, this is, this is what we wanted. And they're yeah. just going savagely after him. And, uh, you know, pour one out for Adam Miller, but the Illinois fans are fired up. We need to have Katie back to give us an update on what sounds going like. On in it, like it sounds like it's an Illinois story more so than a Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like it sounds yeah. like. Well, Cal, Cal, the first two parts of the three-part chapter were all good for Cal. You know Cal. What I mean? It's like it's like COVID, like kick it out, like get it out of here. I want to have people in Rupp Arena. And then it's like we get the number one recruit. We're going to have the number one recruiting class for the first time since, what, 2018 or so. Like they make it sound like it's some like long, laborious process to get the number one recruiting class again. And then Ty Ty Washington starts this whole – but I think it's good for Kentucky because – having a rival in the big 10 that you don't have to play one, it kind of gets Louisville out of the way. Like we don't like, you know, we're not talking to you guys anymore. Like stop Chris Mack. And then right. you have this national rival with Illinois and it's not Indiana. So you don't have to worry about like the Mike Woodson play and Mike Woodson actually has more NBA experience than coach cow. So he actually has more cachet in those spaces. Like get that out of here. Take on Illinois, where you know that you're, you know, the better version of Brad Underwood in Coach Cal's mind. So you know, you you focus on your target here, and you also have like the back pocket of, you know, your girlfriend was flirt with us, aka Kofi Cobra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, they, they they have all the all the chips that they can throw at them. Uh, I need a uh, I I need a ri- a college basketball rivalry to start uh, on the internet, a, a non conference yeah. rivalry that starts. This, on, this, this, this one this will make a lot it. of sense. You know what I mean? This that, may that, be that, it. Kentucky and Illinois start playing each other now solely because their fans are chirping at each other and players are talking shit on the internet and all that. Yeah. And then Underwood and Cal call each other and like, should we play? I think it'd be good just to like, let's yeah. just, let's just do it. Right. Let's just do it. Right. <laughs> right. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I'll see you at Mohegan Sun, right? I mean, that, that's that's where they'll have to play, like somewhere like that. This is where this is where college basketball needs like a Dana White type because where he like forces them to play each other because Brad yeah. Underwood's not calling John Calipari and no. vice versa. They're not talking. They're not. Could you? They're not on. <laughs> they're not on group chats. But if it was like mandated that that Bill just steps up and he's he's the Dana White of college basketball and he just like assesses the heavyweight picture of college basketball and yeah. like what contenders are out there. And he's like, mm, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make you two play each other. Go ahead, fight, do it. <laughs> what, what, what if that's the meeting this fall? You know, the NCAA is having their meeting, like their come to Jesus meeting. What if that's the decision that's made? Like they, they consult with, you know, Vince McMahon and Dana White and all these other leagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Mark Emmert comes back and he's like, I got to be more like Vince McMahon. You know, I got to be more like Dana White. I got to like suspend people for games. I got to force big time matchups. I got to create drama. Like that, that might be the move. Dude, I would argue that college sports and professional wrestling are already very similar to each other in terms yes. of the, the characters, the, uh, yeah, except the, for what, one of them is the, real and one of them is acting and you, we won't turns, tell you which and, one. and we don't know which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we just know one of them is, we're not sure. Which I mean, one. like th- there are guys that are so, I mean, this has been going on for as, 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 long as college basketball has existed there have been there have been villains and heroes and all that kind like very odd like bob knight is like a caricature of a villain of a yes you know if you're yes. running a, well he a, was a hero he was a hero and then he yeah. lived long enough to see himself become the villain yes yeah but like to the rest of america the guy is, is a villain like if if you're yeah. writing a wwe type script for college basketball you would have bob knight and dean smith on opposite sides where dean smith is like a john cena hulk hogan eat your vitamins <laughs> say your prayers yeah. type yeah, be a good person. Yeah, and Bob Knight is just an asshole heel, and, and that that continues. <laughs> Who will today. literally throw it? He will throw a chair at you or hit you with a chair. Either that way. continues today with with uh, the the characters we have in the sport. I love it. God, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Who um, Who is? I mean, I guess Coach K is obviously the right answer. Coach K is is the the the, the big time heel. If you're booking WrestleMania of college basketball and you need the number one good guy and the number one bad guy. Right now, as it stands, September 10th, 2021. Who's headlining WrestleMania of the two coaches that are uh I mean Will, it, it, Will it, Wade is the Will Wade is the <laughs> the vil- he's like the undercard, he's like the B plus tier. He's the, Roman the Reigns. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's like they're trying to make him, and everyone's like, I don't think this they're works. trying to push him as the as <laughs> yeah. the the future of college basketball heel, but yeah, he's not there yet. It's I gotta kinda, be K, I, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's okay. K. I mean, I think it's K versus you, but but I think like I think I don't what know, happens. Dude, few, yeah, few. few that's what I mean. DUI, few, like that's uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Few help. might be few might be knocked out. I might, I almost be, think the I think I think it's Coach K versus like Wes Miller. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, it's like uh, <laughs> like we, Coach, we said Wes, Wes Miller's Miller not there. headlining headlining. He wouldn't headline <laughs> wrestling. We get out of here. Um, yeah. Might be Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, Jay Wright. Uh, that's probably the obvious answer, right? Yeah, Tony guys. Tony versus Coach K is pretty good. Tony versus but Coach, I don't think Tony I don't think Tony agrees though. You know what I mean? Like Tony's like yeah, I and I also fight. I also don't think K like as much as everyone hates him in terms of like you know like the average college basketball fan hates Duke and whatever. Uh, but it's kind of played out now. Like Coach K is like almost too. He's like yeah. almost too. Also, like he, we almost like him now at this. The point. appeal the appeal of wrestling is that the the guys who are heels and. You, you you can be brain dead and still pick up on like whether you're, this guy's supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy. And Coach K wants you to think he's a good guy, but he's yeah. not. You know what I mean? Like so he like yeah. blurs the lines and makes it. So I feel like the heel would be like someone who's just like so flagrantly 
I don't care that you hate me. Keep booing Rick me. Stansberry. Like, like Mark Rick Stansberry. Like Mark Godfrey. Yeah, Mark Godfrey. Yeah, facts. Old Mick Cronin. <laughs> Cincinnati Mick Cronin is perfect. I need your booze. I need yeah. Mark Godfrey would love your booze in more way than more way than one. Oh my God. Bring me so the booze. <laughs> Mark Godfrey, if that's his, if that's his way to get back in college basketball, that would be amazing. I Speaking of, booze. we have no update on that, by the way. Like I checked in uh, last still week asterisk? on Google. Yeah, I think he's still an asterisk. So still every, an no asterisk. one knows. By the way, you uh you mentioned uh who was the guy? Shaden Sharp that just committed to Kentucky, number yeah. one recruit. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I I'm sorry I'm a broken record about this. I've complained about it ad nauseum, and I will continue to do so because this is this is one of the 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 things plaguing the sport is every single guy's a number one recruit in the country. Um and I go to 24-7 to see if they that, that that has become the thing, right? They were rivals. Twenty four seven was rivals, and now yes. it's it's still rivals. Or scout. 20, I think scout, they were scout. Whatever yeah. it is, uh, that seems to be the one that people like. Th- that that's where the crystal balls exist. Crystal balls writes for twenty four seven. We love crystal balls. We love her work. Um, and so we go there, and that's 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 the source I use. Uh, Shaden Sharp is number four on their twenty twenty. That list. that that's what I'm saying. He he they but Kentucky said he's number one. And they are celebrating him as number one, as the number one recruit. And I, I saw that too, and I was like, I was so confused because Amani Bates was the number one guy in this class. Then he reclassifies, yeah. and then Amari Bailey's the number one guy now. And then Shane Sharp commits to Kentucky. And now he's number one. And this this goes on and on and on. There's going to be it, another it, number one guy. I see Derek Lively, who's number two on twenty four seven. He uh he's a heavy Kentucky lean. He's a center, big guy from from Pennsylvania. Um. He's number two, seven foot one. It says 100% mm. crystal balls, says 100% Kentucky. He has not 100%. committed. He has not committed yet. He's he's warm on Kentucky and Duke and, and Carolina and Michigan. Uh, this guy is going to commit to Kentucky, and, and we're going to get the exact same thing, that Kentucky has got two number one recruits in the country. In the yes. The, for the first time ever, Kentucky first has time two, ever. Number <laughs> two number one recruits, same and- class. And that's the final light. He goes from three billion in NBA contracts to two number one recruits in <laughs> one number. class. But uh, by the way, I, I went to when I originally went to twenty four seven to check it out. I typed in twenty four seven dot com instead of twenty four seven sports dot com. Yeah, twenty four seven dot com takes you to Life Alert. Just FYI, oh. PSA for everybody out there. Wow, there's a, there's I, those a Life commercials. Alert page. Those commercials used to haunt me as a kid. Like I'd be at my grandparents' house, you know what I mean? And then you like see a life alert commercial and you're like, do you guys need life alert? They're like, yeah. No, we don't need life alert. I, uh, when my dad turned 65, I talked to the family about getting him life alert as a bit. And they were like, yeah, I don't think he would take that well. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, funny. <laughs> Go so someone, someone, uh, if you're listening out there, uh, and you you have a relative that's uh about to turn 65, you, you can take. Don't my, do it. You can you can take my <laughs> idea. Go do it. that. Was that was my idea. I was gonna present my dad with a life alert little button. These pictures are it. wild though. These these old people that are what a what a gig. Like imagine. <laughs> Being the actor for that. Being the actor for the guy that's. <laughs> you feel like you've been typecast. <laughs> what if they're not acting? They're just like they're <laughs> they're just following around moments. old people with with cameras. Yeah. And candid camera. Her. That's what candid camera. The crew turned into. It's life alert. <laughs> Dude, this this old lady. I know no one listening knows what I'm talking about, including you. But uh, this old lady at the top of the page looks like she's like, never mind. She's like posing provocatively almost. She like fell down on the ground and then she's like looking to get up, but she looks like, like ooh. She looks like there's supposed to be like a bearskin rug under her. She's, yeah. She's like, yeah. 
All right, seventies anyway, vibes. I'll shut up. Uh, what else is there? <laughs> honestly, that? That- honestly, that that was the big Cal update. You know what I mean? Right. That was that was all we really had uh, as far as college sports. I mean, you know, we could talk. I mean, the NFL came back last night. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady is, is timeless. Yeah, I. I gotta say, I was a Tom Brady hater for a long hater for a long time, because uh, I I was always team paid Manning and like I, I don't know the 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 Patriots in general. Like Tom Brady to me was just like he he wasn't that fun to watch. Like he won, but it wasn't fun to watch him per se. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's, this is just me, but like I always like Peyton more. Maybe cause, probably because I'm from Indy, but also Peyton just like played aesthetically, visually beautiful football. You know, like he, like watching him bomb passes and he's calling plays at the like it just felt like peyton manning's influence over the game yeah it was the classic game yes. manager yes. versus like the superstar you know what i mean yeah and and that's why it was frustrating because you'd watch peyton do all this amazing yes, stuff and then Tom's exactly. team would win exactly and there would usually be like one one flag or one call that was like or, a little bit questionable you know what i mean there that was that was the issue it was kind of duke north carolina it was like Peyton's more talented, aka North Carolina, but Duke won right. Tom Brady because they tried so hard. You're, and they you're also exactly had the right. Officials you're exactly right. I was yeah, always exactly. Peyton Manning is a better player, but Tom Brady keeps winning, and I don't know how to reconcile those two thoughts. Uh, anyway, as I watched you last night, I realized <laughs> I don't hate Tom Brady more. I don't like him. I think it's just I, you, you've just Agreed. reached a point where he's so inevitable and so pervasive, and it, it's almost like not even worth having an opinion on the guy uh, or having an emotion it's like just sit back and just like, no i mean if you yeah. if you if you dislike tom if you dislike tom you're just literally being a hater at this point but you, you know just run I mean? out you cannot of, even as a hater i just like ran out of gas where i was like it's just kind of like like what am i even doing anymore hating yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. no i'm saying you're a real hater like you, the, you literally just have only hate in your heart to hate tom brady at this point because yeah. he makes fun of himself you know what I mean? That's that's the worst part about it. Like every time you're like, God, this guy is a psychopath. Right. Like, why doesn't he just retire and go hang out with his kids and his wife? But then you're also you see him and he's acting like a 12 year old kid, like right. throwing footballs with Gronk. And you're like, man, I, like I, I can respect how much he loves the game. You know, and it, it has a little bit of a Jordan factor to it where like I've talked to, you know, some of my friends from Detroit who hated Jordan, obviously, because they were Pistons fans. But they were like, by the time it was 98, we were, you know, just kind of like rolling Tom our Brady eyes has, because it was ridiculous you know we were like how is this guy i, I would say that like not, this, this is not a novel observation obviously but yeah he, he has entered the jordan uh realm of i i don't think he's as big as a star as jordan which might sound crazy to people but uh i i that's the i don't he's not as definitely football not. can't be yeah football, football they, players they just, they can't, can't be big of, as big, jordan yeah, exactly. but he has entered that they realm where um you 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 know what's coming <laughs> you, you know it's coming you, yeah. uh, but you still watch because you just have to like, you, it's, it's just like a, a, a reflexive thing that happens. Like I didn't, I didn't book my schedule around Tom Brady playing football, excuse me, playing football last night. I didn't, I didn't plan on coming to Columbus and be like, I got to make sure I get to a TV on Thursday night so I can watch the cow, the opening night, get whatever. It just happens. Like it, it, it's, there's no explanation as to how it happens. Yeah. Tate. I just like find myself, Oh, Tom Brady's playing football. I, I just like instinctively know I have to turn on the game. I know what's coming. I know the Buccaneers are going to win. Even as uh, uh, Greg the leg finally makes a good field goal there at the end, uh, and the Cowboys <laughs> take the lead. It's like, we all know what's coming. And yet I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm not any, I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here and watch it. And then I'm going to nod along as it happens and just be like, son of a bitch did it again. <laughs> and that's where we arrived. Yeah, literally, literally. 
And it was one of those things where even when Greg made the kick, I mean, there, mm. there was no celebrating, right? Like my friend, one of my best friends is a Cowboys fan. And, you know, he was like, I already know what's going to happen. And that that was like Michael, you know what I mean? Like Bob Costas, there's a great call, like going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I can't, I think it was like 97 in the playoffs uh, or 98 in the play. They're playing the Hornets. And in, and in game four, you know, they're going to the fourth quarter. They're The Bulls are down too. And he, his mic is hot. Yeah. He says, well, yeah. this one's over. He's like, Jordan's going to go ahead and seal. You know what I mean? And that was it's like, he's, that's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? It's like, as soon as he's he got, got the ball a, back, he's got it was like, like Barry okay, Bonds vibes too, where people would walk very Bond, intentionally walk very Bonds when the bases were loaded. And Brady yeah. makes you just, yep. if I'm the Cowboys and I'm in that position towards the end of the game, my brain is just broken trying to figure out like what the move is. Like, do we like, like Zerline, he makes the field goal. Do we and score? Part of me would be like, was that the right <laughs> move to make that? Should I have missed it on purpose? You're like, no, because if I missed it, he still got the ball, and they were up. Like, that's not, or is that, is that, should I, what? <laughs> and it just, you just like start questioning everything about, should I have, should I have just taken the yeah. football? Should we have taken Facts. a safety instead of kicking the field goal? Would that have been, should we have done a safety and then tried to onside kick yeah. to get the, <laughs> Well, the funniest part is I saw some Cowboys fans saying if that Greg the Leg didn't miss the chip shot, you know, early in the game, they win the game 32 to 31, yeah. right? You know, that was like, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys takeaway, right? That was the, they, they got screwed. They, they could have won if, if, if they had made this kick. But you just know that if they were up by four and Tom he Brady had to score a way. touchdown, yeah. he would have scored a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, it's it was crazy. inevitable. Um, all right, that's it, I guess. Uh, I'm going to go enjoy uh, Columbus. Um, I'm, I'm very excited, Tate. It's been over 650-something. Carol, is Carolina at home this week? Yeah, we played. Yeah, I was almost said that uh, oh, we played Georgia yeah. State this week. Yeah, I am. I am excited that the first. Yeah, the first no, game it's, back it's a, in the shoe easy in a w. long time is uh, Oregon on on Fox and and a big national, you know, playoff implications possibly type game. Um, that'll be cool. Hopefully, the shoe's rocking, but. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. I I I am going to uh the basketball hall of fame. I fly out tonight. Um Howard Garfinkel getting in the Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh my fantasy football partner, Paul Pierce, also getting into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So I will be in Springfield, Massachusetts. Really? How about uh, that? On Saturday. So you? if you're watching the Hall of Fame, I will be in the building. Yeah, look for me. Jay Wright also getting uh, into Wright. the Hall of Fame. So I uh just as a bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna yell bang. I'm just gonna keep yelling bang in the middle of his speech. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be fun. Boost someone in the Hall of Fame uh Hall of Fame speech. Uh yeah. All right. The Bang well, Brothers. That's it. That's the show. Um it, enjoy the game. Yeah. Get a W, please. I, I, I think I'm 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 gonna bet yeah. on Ohio State, I feel like. So the, the maybe 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 I shouldn't. Maybe I'll bet on Oregon. I, I, so I, you I guys feel good win. about there it. You go. Um but that's always a dangerous position to be in. Is I you, you really do forget how to be a fan with this stuff, man. Cause like last year, last year I was just happy there was football. Last year I was just like, whatever happens, happens. And and Ohio State gets smoked in the title game against Alabama. Yeah. And I swear to God. I mean, obviously, I, I would have preferred to win, but like, I, I swear, I wasn't that upset. I was just like, I was, I was. It was nice that we had a season. It was nice that that I was going into a national title game, and I thought maybe a miracle could happen tonight, <laughs> whatever. Um. So this year, I don't have that mindset, and uh, I forgot what it's like. I forgot what it's like to to ebb and flow to be like, I'm so confident that I'm now not confident, but then now I'm not confident. So now I'm back, just like riding that roller coaster, waiting for kickoff. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how this works like, anymore. I don't, I don't know, know how to process here all this. Uh, so anyway, uh, all right, that's the show. We'll be back next week. Uh, see you guys. 
then have a great weekend everybody go bucks Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on the latest XPS and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800 by dell Again, that's 800 by dell or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sell.